Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. Hey, and welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. Now, before we dive into today's episode, this is a final reminder that my 12-week NLP practitioner course is starting in September. So if you're interested in becoming an accredited practitioner of NLP, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy and coaching and learning life-changing tools, techniques that really will transform your thinking. They did it for me in such a big way and continue to do it day after day, year after year. Then this really is the last chance to get on board. There's only a few spaces left. The clock is ticking. So if you want to know more, head to the link in the show notes where you can find out about the course. And if you want to have a little taster first, if maybe you're wondering what it's all about. How will it help you? Why NLP? Maybe you're a coach already and it's like, why do I want to add this skill to my toolkit? How's it going to benefit me? Then you can also get hold of my free 90-minute masterclass, which is an introduction to NLP and timeline therapy. So it takes a bit of a dive into what it is and how it can help you. And I will also leave that in the show notes as well. Any questions, drop me a message. Have an amazing group of women already that are joining me. I'm super excited to get started for what is going to be a transformational 12 weeks. So let's dive on in. Now, today I want to talk about something that is a big stumbling block, mainly for women. I'm not saying it's exclusive to women, yet it's something that tends to be more common in women than it does men. And that is the need to be perfect. Now, why is this important? Well, often people will put things off until they are perfect. They'll use it as the excuse as to not doing the things that it is that they actually want to do and often dress it up as being a positive thing. I come across many people that wear their their badge of honour, their perfectionism like a badge of honour. They hold themselves to a high self-esteem. So the reason that I haven't created the course that I wanted, the reason that I'm not working with the clients, the reason I haven't started the business, the exercise plan, the whatever it might be, is because I want everything to be just right before I do it. The problem is that perfect doesn't exist because the minute that you achieve the thing that you thought was perfect, you've extended your view of what's possible. So therefore, you know that there's more available. So there becomes a new marker, a new measure for what you then deem to be perfect. To become an accredited trainer of NLP, there's a closed book six-hour test. So you kind of, you really have to know everything within NLP. And I took that quite literally. So I spent months revising, making sure that I knew all of the answers in my sleep. And I was the only one there at the end of the six hours. Other people had closed the books, gone off, and they were having a nice afternoon. I stayed till the bitter end. And I was the only one in my cohort, in my group, that got a hundred percent. Now, at the time, I thought that was admirable. You know, how good am I? I'm the one that got it perfect, a perfect score. Yet the pressure that I put myself under to do that was quite immense. And it's only looking back now that I realize the driving force behind it. See, back then, although I was unconscious of it, 
The driving force for me to be perfect was because of the fear of being judged. The fear of what other people would think. The fear of getting it wrong, which I was totally unconscious to. I thought that I was doing it because I wanted to be a good student. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to show that I had done my, my work and that I deserved to have my accreditation, which was all driven by fear, by a limiting belief that I wasn't good enough. Which is worth mentioning here because by the time I was a trainer of NLP or becoming a trainer, I was already a practitioner and a master practitioner. So I had the tools in my toolkit to release those emotions. Yet in that moment, they were unconscious to me. I didn't even realize that that was the, the thought process, the pattern that I was carrying out. It was only when it became evident that I was able to deal with it. And that's something to keep in mind because as people, we're a bit like an onion although a lot more tasty. So we peel back the layers and new layers become apparent. So as we push out ourselves outside of our comfort zone, new stuff can come up. And that new stuff may seem like the old stuff, as in a belief of I'm not good enough. It may be that you resolve that belief and, and you know that you are good enough. And then you step up your game, you put yourself into a new situation and suddenly you feel like I'm not good enough anymore. And it's not that that old belief has necessarily come back. It's just a new belief has presented itself within the new situation. So just know that this is always a journey. Learning this stuff isn't about, I'm just going to release my past and that's it. I'm done. I'm dusted. I'm fixed. I'm good forever. It's you have a toolkit to navigate the world more easily. Now, one of the roles of your unconscious mind is that it continually seeks more. It's always programmed to want more, which is why whenever you achieve something, the minute you get there, it's like, I want something else. So even when you arrive at what you see as being perfect right now, there will be a new measure of perfect. There will be something else. So the truth is, you're never going to get there. So you may as well give it up. Even though people will throw around the terminology, like, I suffer with perfectionism. As if it is a suffering. Being perfect is really freaking tiring. Yet people still hold on to it and still use it as the reason to not do what it is that they want to do. That is forgetting that there's going to be steps on the way. You don't just arrive at being the expert, the best in your game. In order to be the expert, you have to take the steps to get there. In order to be great at something, you have to mess up. You have to suck at it first. That is how we grow. That's how we learn. That's how we improve. Now, the thing to bear in mind when it comes to perfectionism is that we tend to take ourselves with us wherever we go. So as people, what we do in one area we do in other areas because we have programmed patterns, patterns of behavior, patterns of thinking, patterns of how we do what we do. So if you are a perfectionist in one area, it's worth considering where else is that playing out? Where else are you doing the same thing in a different context? Let me tell you about where I used to do this prior to being a trainer, prior to being a master practitioner even, or maybe even a practitioner. So in the past, I had this whole perfectionism thing going on to the point that I wouldn't have friends or people come over to my house unless it was perfect. And if there was anything that wasn't in place, like I didn't have the vase that I thought I should have, or the carpet wasn't quite as I wanted it to be, then I wouldn't have people over because it wasn't perfect. I had clothes in my wardrobe that I didn't wear because my figure wasn't as it should be. It didn't fit into them perfectly for me to wear them. I was constantly scared of what people would think. I was scared of messing up. Finally being able to let go of being perfect was such a relief. It's like I'd let myself off the hook. I deflated. And the interesting thing is that it was only in that moment that I realized 
people don't like perfect. Perfect is like this unattainable thing. It's not real. Nobody is perfect in life. We all mess up. So if you're putting on this front of perfectionism, just realize that that can be off-putting to people because there's like a disconnect there. It can feel inauthentic because nobody is perfect. And the paradox is that our imperfections are what makes us perfect. They're what makes us perfectly who we are. So let me ask you for a minute. What are you putting off because you don't believe that you're perfect at it yet? Even if you're not using the word perfect, maybe you're using, you know, it's just not right. Oh, it's not where I want it to be. Or there's some tweaks that I want to make. So it's almost finding reasons as to why it's not as good as it should be or as good as you would like it to be before putting it out in the world, before putting yourself out there. I used to think that I had to grow my hair before I could do things like my hair's not long enough. I couldn't possibly do that. I need to get a fringe trim. It was ridiculous. These were just any minor excuses that I could find. And the drive to be perfect was this need to be liked because the truth was I didn't like myself. So how then can you begin to let go of perfectionism? If perfectionism, the need to be perfect, is something that is holding you back, how can you begin to release it and to release yourself? The first thing is you've got to notice where you're identifying as being a perfectionist so that you can begin to make those changes. So step one then is awareness. You've got to become aware of what is it that you're doing or not doing. What is the thing that makes you feel uncomfortable because you know that if you did it, it might not go as planned. You might get it wrong. You might mess up. It might not be perfect. So think about what are those things that you avoid regularly, the things that you know if you don't do them, one day you'll regret it. Maybe get out a piece of paper and just write it down and see what comes to mind and be really honest with yourself. This isn't about looking for excuses and reasons as to why you do that. It's just becoming aware. Am I doing that? Or where am I doing that? Step two then is to de-identify. People will often identify as a perfectionist. It's who I am. And it starts with, I am a perfectionist. So that's holding it at the identity level. Now, when we identify as somebody, that then becomes who we are and our behaviors, our values, our beliefs, everything fall in line to prove to ourselves that that is the person that we are. Our identity influences everything that we do. But now when you think about it, perfectionism really is a belief. You believe you need to be perfect. It's behaviours that you carry out to be perfect. It's thoughts that you have. So change the label that you're giving to it. So rather than saying, I am a perfectionist, you can tell yourself that you have been striving for perfect results. So it changes it from being who you are to just something that you do. And changing the things you do is something that you can work on immediately. So de-identify from I am a perfectionist to there are things that I like to do perfectly and maybe it's okay if they're not. So you've become aware. You've de-identified. The next step then is all about perspective. This is looking at the things that you're putting off, the things that you're not doing, the things that you're procrastinating over and asking yourself, what would happen if you did it? What would happen? And maybe write it down. Then ask yourself, what would happen if you didn't do it? See, when we play out the movie in our mind called our imagination, it's often 10 times, 20 times, 100 times worse 
than it ever is in reality. It's amazing how creative we get when we're playing out the worst case scenario. We're catastrophizing things. It's like in our mind, we go into technicolor and it's all 3D and big and bold and bright and everything's going on. Yet, does it really ever happen like that? And even if it did, well, what's the worst case scenario? So the truth is, whenever you're doing anything in life, most people will never care as much as you do. As much as you may think that they do care, think about it. If somebody else that you know was to do something and they didn't do it perfectly, if it didn't quite go as planned, if it messed up, what would you think of them? Probably not a lot. You may even think, well, hey, they gave it a go. And what really matters is when things do go wrong, how do they handle it? That is where the magic exists. It's never about what happens or whether you perform to the extent that you thought you would or not. It's about taking the feedback on and then adapting and learning and growing and doing something differently next time. So just consider, ask yourself, what would happen if you did it anyway? And what would happen if you didn't? Then step four is all about evidence, which is when you begin to call on past experiences. And you do that by looking for times when you've achieved something, even though it wasn't perfect. When you've taken action, even when things weren't exactly as you wanted them to be. And you survived. You did it anyway. And how great did it feel in that moment to just go out and do it, even if the result wasn't as you would have liked? So remember those times and call on them. So in the, the times in the future where you find yourself putting things off because you want to be perfect, you want to make sure everything is prepared 120% before you let yourself loose on the world, then think about the times where you just did it anyway and how accomplished you felt afterwards. How great did it feel to just let it go, just surrender to the process and allow yourself to be human? Now, one of the ways to think about this is when it comes to your favorite character in a movie, when it comes to the people that you love in your life, when it comes to the people that you admire, think about them right now. What is it that you love about them? And I will guarantee you it's never that they are perfect. In fact, if there are people in your life that you perceive as being perfect, I would guess that you probably don't feel the same connection with that person, that authentic connection that you have with people who are like you, that mess up, that aren't perfect. And they are the people that are leading the way, showing you that even when you mess up, you can still achieve everything that you want. So be that person for somebody else. Even if not for yourself, do it for somebody else who is drowning in perfectionism and show them that it's okay to just be you. In fact, the only thing you can ever be is you. And it's only when you're authentic that people are really going to resonate with you and want to spend time with you. So this is the, the question that I'm going to leave you with today. What imperfect action are you going to take today, right now? Something that you have been putting off. Drop me a message, let me know, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode... I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.